Hello, and welcome to the first episode of the We Freak Out podcast. This episode is brought to you by Patema for allowing us to use their lovely recording studio and a microphone, as well as Iota X for also lending a microphone to the cause. This will be the shortest episode and probably the only guestless episode, considering I'm just kind of telling my story here. So it's going to be a really one-sided conversation. So uh, bear with me for the next 13, 14, 15-ish minutes or so, and uh, let me know what you think. Well, hello. Welcome to episode one of the We Freak Out podcast. I'm your host, Jesse O'Ryan. Uh, this episode's probably going to be shorter than most of the other episodes just because I don't have a guest because this one's going to be my story. So uh, it's going to be a one-sided conversation. But what I want to do with this one is just go into more depth than what you may have seen in my little four-minute We Freak Out intro video. So, uh, so we'll just start right at the beginning. I was born September 25th, 1995 to Michelle and Frank Gonzalez. Uh, Gonzalez is my given last name. Orion's my middle name, but I go by Jesse Orion anyway. So pretty early on in my life, my parents noticed that their baby was a bit of a weirdo. Whenever they'd spoon feed me, I'd kind of start seizing. I'd focus on the spoon and just open my mouth and my body parts would start shaking and they'd put the food in my mouth and I'd stop until the next spoon came and I'd do it again. And it wasn't just baby food. They'd notice that I would do this with, uh, bubbles coming out of the bath if my mom was was preparing a bath for me or just really anything that caught my attention so before long they took me to the doctor to ask what was wrong with me and uh, the doctor pretty much laughed it off and said that uh, I saw the world differently than other babies did but whatever it was I'd probably grow out of it so uh, they left feeling pretty comforted but what happened was I didn't grow out of it and I really just kind of started doing what they called freaking out, which is where we get the name for this project. I started doing it a lot more. And uh, when I was old enough to stand up and have interests, whether they were uh, TV shows for babies or uh, or games that I played, I would take uh, like little, you know, collectible figurines and I would stack them so that they would be at my eye level. So if I was like four years old, this table is about three feet off the ground. So I'd set maybe a... Uh, you know, a stack of cards here and then put a little Pokemon figure on top of that. And my parents knew why, whatever the reason was that I had that there was because I was freaking out, but they never actually saw me freaking out. There's clips from before I really became self-conscious about it. Um, A couple of them are in that video. There's one of me uh, during a school play. I'm just doing it on stage while everyone's finding their seats. Um, and then there's another clip you can see my mom is kind of coming around the corner with the camera to to sneak up on me so that because anytime I knew somebody was entering the room I'd stop just no matter what with exception to one person and that person is my grandma on my dad's side Connie Um, I wouldn't ever let her watch me freak out but my little freak out set up at her house was just a uh I think it was a picture of Yu-Gi-Oh magnetized to the fridge and she would be sitting in the dining room with her back to me and I had total trust that she wouldn't ever, you know, turn around and, and essentially interrupt my session. So uh, anyway, I got to an age where my parents could ask me what freaking out was to me. And it's it's a very difficult, it should be simple to describe, but 
the words that I've found best describe it over the years really still don't come close to what it is for me. Just imagine when when you leave a movie theater after seeing something like Spider-Man or Iron Man and you think to yourself like, man, that would be so sick to have an Iron Man seal. I would do anything to be able to, to sling webs and, and swing around New York City. I leave saying the same thing. And what I do is I go home and I freak out about that. And what freaking out means is if you've ever been inside a dream and realized you were dreaming and been lucky enough to have not woken up and entered into a lucid dream, which is basically being aware that you're in a dream, kind of taking control of that dream state and what happens and what you, what you can do. It's like that, but I'm awake and I can do it on command. Um, it's still a very private thing. I don't freak out in front of people, but, um, there's, there's one picture in my bedroom and that's the one I use. And all it is uh, at this point in my life is a source of entertainment. It's, it's what I do when I'm bored of playing guitar or I'm coming home after a long day at work and just kind of need to, to de-stress. I go and I freak out. So what's been difficult for me about freaking out is anytime I am forced to freak out in a new environment. So as a kid with my parents, we lived in three different homes and every time I had a new bedroom, every little detail about this new environment really did affect freaking out. Um, in one of the houses, we had hardwood floors, and I was always used to freaking out on carpet. And just the texture I was standing on really took some adapting, and, and the freakout sessions weren't as uh, enjoyable as I was trying to get used to this stuff. And, you know, in, in my last house with my parents, the light on the wall was, like, directly shining down to where I found the best place to freak out was. And so it cast the shadow of my head on the wall in front of me. And so as I was kind of like freaking out on the picture, there's some slight movement and I would see my shadow moving back and forth and it was very distracting. So every time I'm in a new place, uh, this house being another one, uh, it always takes a little bit of time to adjust to my new surroundings. Um, Again, hardwood floors here, so when I freak out, I just grab the mat from the bathroom across the hall and freak out on the mat. So because of the fact that I don't let people watch me freak out, and honestly, I wouldn't really care at this point, but I feel like I still can't do it. Um, and it's not rooted in a place of insecurity anymore because of this project. It's kind of forced me to tell every single person I know and don't know that I freak out. But I spent the better half of my life so far insecure about it and I really didn't want people to find out when I was younger because I just thought it was a weird thing I knew I was the only person uh, who I know of that does it and I was for some odd reason self-conscious about it and towards the beginning of 2020 kind of stemmed the idea for what is uh, or rather the question what is the purpose of freaking out why do I have this ability or gift if you will I've always wondered if it has the potential to turn into something else. For those of you who don't know me, my other creative baby is my band. I'm in a band called Potema. Uh, we're based here in, in Albuquerque, New Mexico. We're a progressive rock band and I play guitar. And I've always wondered, man, it would be really cool to freak out and hear a song in my head that doesn't exist and come back and sit down with my guitar and write something. Uh, that would make freaking out a very uh, ut utilitarian feature of my brain. But I've never produced anything quite like that again. Like as cool as it is in its simplest form, it's what I do when I get bored. So I was really kind of just 
for some reason struggling with this question of why do I freak out? Okay, well, there's a couple other people in my life who don't freak out but have uh, other things going on mentally that I know they're self-conscious about. And we'll meet one of those people in episode two of the We Freak Out podcast. I knew they were self-conscious about it too, uh, which led to the question of why am I self-conscious about this? Everybody's a weirdo in their own way anyway. And that's like, if I'm being honest with myself, I think freaking out's a pretty cool way to be weird. So as I told people growing up, the first person I told was my was my girlfriend, my very first girlfriend, uh, when I was about 14 years old, I believe. And her reaction was just astounded. And she told me that it was a very cool thing and she was honored to know and, uh, that, and that there really was no reason to be self-conscious about it. And in hindsight, she's totally right. And I don't know why I wasted so much time, but that's part of growing up is being self-conscious about every little thing about you. In pondering all of that, uh, the idea was birthed for, okay, guaranteed everybody else out there who has something weird about them uh, is self-conscious about it as well or spent a lot of time in their life self-conscious about it. And I thought it'd be really cool and a very unique project to kind of search for these people and give them a platform to tell their story. So I'm calling the project We Freak Out because uh, obviously that's that's what I call my special gift. But what I want to do is just find as many people as possible and help them tell their story. Another weird feature about freaking out is when I was probably seven or eight, I got my first iPod. This would have been 01 or 02. Um, and I attempted to freak out with earbuds in to kind of block out the noise of probably my dad watching a loud football game or something in the living room. And uh, that kind of paved way for a whole new genre of what I freak out about. It used to be a lot of, uh, like I said earlier, uh, superhero themed stuff or uh, like 300 style Trojan warfare. But when I started freaking out with music, it really put me on a stage in my mind. And probably that's that's where the ambition to be uh, in, a, in a successful rock band came from. But I started freaking out with music and didn't only ever imagine myself as the guitar player, I imagined myself as, as drumming and singing as well, and have kind of gotten to, to imagine myself in all of those different shoes while freaking out. The weird thing is after getting in the habit of popping in earbuds every time I freaked out, I, I'm no longer able to do it without music. At least I haven't tried, but I know if I did, it would be just as hard as it is to uh, adjust to a new environment when I'm freaking out. But yeah, we're going on 16 years now that I've been doing it exclusively with with music in my ears. And the other interesting thing is people always ask me this. Um, I don't freak out from a first-person perspective, so I'm not seeing through my eyes, um, watching myself, not from far away. I, I really don't even know how to describe what my perspective is. I, I just know it's not like a first-person video game, but I am me, but I'm also watching me, if that makes sense. And when I'm in there, it's it's 100% real to me, but I'm, I don't become oblivious to the world around me. Like if I'm freaking out and I feel my phone buzz in my pocket, I instantly stop and I'm out, pull out my phone, respond to the text, put my phone back, and then boom, I'm, I'm right back in. And I'm not freaking out uh, about what I'm actually physically looking at tacked to my wall. Uh, what has been for, for, again, probably 15 years is a video game cover, and you see this in, in my little promo video. A video game cover for the GameCube version of Star Fox Adventures, which was also one of the greatest games ever made. But I'm not actually seeing the characters of those video games 
as I freak out. They're kind of the catalyst or like the portal into that other state of reality for me. So as weird as it sounds, what the process is, is I'll go in my room, I'll take off my, my little decoy picture because even though that's a picture I freak out and I'm not ashamed of it, it doesn't make a great piece of art tacked up on the wall. So uh, I have a little uh, portrait that's on top of it. I pull that off, put in my AirPods and hit play. And um, there's not movement like there was when I was a baby, but I don't stand completely still. It's just kind of shifting my weight from one foot to the other. What I would love to do is eventually get a brain scan when I'm freaking out just to, to see if there's any uh, weird activity happening, uh, if they could pinpoint what section of my brain there's enhanced activity in. I don't really know, but I think it'd be cool to find that stuff out, certainly to somebody who knows that field well. So I think that's about all of the details about freaking out. Um, if you have any uh, questions or comments or know other people, if you know anyone else who does something like what I described, that would be incredible because I really have searched extensively, but I am on the hunt for anyone who uh, who has any sort of gift or ability or an ability that's come from, from trauma, whether it be an accident or emotional trauma, anything that is special and involves the mind, I'm looking for those types of people. So please don't hesitate to reach out to me. You can reach me at jesse at wefreakout.com or on any of We Freak Out's social media pages. We're on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram so far. So I hope you enjoyed episode one. Episode two is going to be a really cool one. Uh, it's a family member, so we're starting close to home. Anyway, hope you guys enjoyed it. Thanks for tuning in.